I'm Rebecca Vega, and this is My Sober Life. Today I'm going to tell you a story about how I let religion go. I was born and raised in the Roman Catholic Church by fairly strict Roman Catholic parents. I attended Catholic school from kindergarten through 12th grade. I have received five of the seven sacraments. As I imagine is the case for other religions, when you're born into it, things are already laid out for you. Everything is a certainty. Right and wrong are clearly defined, and there are very few gray areas. Because of this, it isn't a critical environment. We aren't taught to ask questions. But I am an inquisitive person. At a young age, I had a lot of questions. When I was 9 or 10, I learned what homosexuality was at church. After Mass one Sunday, at the standard coffee and donuts, I overheard some folks talking, no, gossiping, about the choir director, a talented man who volunteered his time and was always kind and helpful. They spoke in hushed voices about how he was gay and shouldn't be around the congregation. I later asked my parents what gay meant, and my dad did his best to explain it to me. He made a point to tell me that being gay isn't a sin, but acting on it is the sin. I didn't fully understand what sex was at the time, but I knew enough to provide what I thought was an excellent solution. Gay people should just all be priests and nuns. Vow of chastity. Problem solved. Not long after, that choir director was quietly shunned and eventually left. I was shocked. He wasn't hurting anyone. If anything, he was doing more than most by dedicating his free time to bring music into our lives. It made me sad, and it was the first time I remember thinking, this isn't right. In elementary and middle school, I attended Mass twice a week, for in addition to Mass on Sundays, we had to go to weekly Mass from third grade on. I looked forward to Mass on Sunday because it was all about people watching and seeing who was there, looking for my friends. I had some knockdown, drag-out fights with my dad over my church attire. I did not want to wear dresses after grade four. If you recall, I hated my hairy legs. And mass was a chore and a disruption in my life. In high school, we only occasionally had all-school masses, but I still went to mass on Sundays with my parents until I could drive. I went because I had to, because it was expected of me. But with the exception of getting to sing, I never got anything out of it. I never felt that pull that joy I've heard people talk about. The stories never changed, the lessons were the same, and I was being exposed to new friends who practiced other religions or none at all, and it was eye-opening to hear about their traditions and beliefs. Freshman year of college, there were a few times some friends and I walked to Mass, talking more about our obligation to go so we didn't end up in hell. It seemed like going to Mass was more about being seen there by others than actually going for myself. This is when I really started dissecting my beliefs. If I didn't go to Mass, that was a sin. But I could go to confession, and then, voila, all clean. Someone could murder 30 people, but as long as they're sorry and confess to a priest about it, they get to go to heaven. What kind of bullshit is that? You shouldn't get to go to heaven for harming other people. Oh, but purgatory. In my early 20s, I could not understand that rationalization. I am fortunate to have a lot of friends who are part of the LGBTQ community, and the way they were, are, treated by the religious community was, is, something I could, can, never reconcile. 
These people, these humans, are just like me. They should not be punished or vilified because of who they love. I also could not understand the concept of there being only one right religion. There are too many variables. Most religions have the same core values. That is not a coincidence. How can there be more than 7 billion people on the planet, but only the Catholic contingent gets a chance at eternal life? That's only 14%. The math didn't add up. Well, that's why we have to proselytize and convert people. But if others do that with their religion, they're wrong. Okay, got it. I think I knew it was no longer for me when I started lying about going to church to appease my parents. I wasn't giving them nor the church respect by pretending. It wasn't a big to-do and announcement. I just stopped going. And when I told my parents I wasn't going to get married in the church, they didn't like it, but they survived. We all survived, even though my dad wouldn't talk to me for a week. Over time, with more reflection and exploration into the world at large and my own personal universe, I questioned more and more the existence of a deity at all. I couldn't understand how a benevolent, omnipotent being could allow for so much suffering. But free will. Yeah, but kid cancer. I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in a devil. And I don't believe in a god. I am an atheist. This makes people incredibly uncomfortable. They are in fear for my soul. They think I am an anti-theist, an amoral person without any ethics. The misconceptions about atheists are infinite. I don't believe that religion and morality are mutually exclusive. I believe I can be good for goodness sake, not for fear of internal damnation, but because it is the right thing to do. I am unmotivated by what will happen to me after I die. I am motivated by what is going on around me right now. Here's what I do believe in. I believe in you. I believe in us, in humanity. I believe in my intuition. I believe in our shared connection and energy. I believe in love, kindness, and gratitude. I believe I can ask for what I want and work toward it, and it will come about. Maybe not in the way I expect or imagine it, but it will happen. From whom or what am I asking? Not sure. Maybe the universe. Maybe myself. Maybe I need to give myself permission to desire and want certain outcomes for me and my family. And I've put it into action numerous times with success. Not because I left it to someone else to give it to me, but because I put my energy and intention behind every action to bring it to fruition. I also believe if we stopped being so afraid of what and who we don't understand, there would be less hate, anger, war, and pain. Once you decide to close your heart and mind to someone who is different from you, you cultivate disdain and resentment. You stoke your own feelings of entitlement. You solidify an us versus them, black and white, either or mentality. Our existence is so much more nuanced than that. Not only are there multitudinous shades of gray, there is a whole spectrum of colors, many of which we can't even see with our own eyes. There is life happening all around us all the time, in the very trees that provide us oxygen we breathe to the smallest insect just trying to survive. We are all connected and should treat each other as such. Let me be clear. I do not think I am right and you are wrong if you are a theist. Most religious people I know are good people, 
and their faith in a God brings them great comfort and peace. I think that's what a belief system should provide. I respect your choice and belief, and my hope is you offer me the same consideration. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is a God watching over me as I record this and shaking its head at me. But I am a good person. I make mistakes and missteps, but I am a good person. I practice being present in my life and work to make conscious, moral, kind choices every day. I find joy in the mountains and ocean, in quieting my mind and breathing, in the zen-like meditation of swimming laps, in high fives shared with my volleyball team, in a friend's hug, in the chaotic hum of family gatherings, in my children's laughter, in my husband's eyes, in my own heart. If there is a God and that isn't good enough for them because I don't sit in a building for an hour a week, I can live with that. About four months ago, an acquaintance had commented with a link to how the Black Lives Matter movement was actually to do with Wiccan or witchcraft. And I remember being really upset by it because it felt so narrow-minded. I had just posted a picture to share that a neighbor had given us a thank you card for supporting the Black Lives Matter. There were a biracial family in our neighborhood and they felt seen and wanted to share their gratitude with us that we, we stood with them in that. And here he is bringing witchcraft into the conversation. And my response was, whether or not that woman practices witchcraft or Wicca or whatever is none of my business. And in my opinion, it was a non sequitur. I was just trying to spread some love and joy on what was and is the shitty divided mess of social media. However, I was really taken by the video in particular was talking about how they were attempting to invoke spirits in order to affect the change of something. And I just found that incredibly hypocritical because all religious practices pray to an attempt to invoke intervention from dead people and or spirits. Jesus, Mary, Muhammad, Allah, God, Zeus, Holy Spirit, aka Holy Ghost, Archangels, Ganesha, Satan, Mother Teresa, Buddha, Saint Anthony, who was the patron saint of lost things. If you lose your keys, you pray to Saint Anthony. Why some are acceptable to pray to and others aren't is completely subjective. It's indicative of how and where you were raised and what you are curious about, what your convictions evolved to be. And I'm not put off by where one finds this comfort, solace, and strength. But I'm also not frightened by the threat of the spirits of the dead being called forth any more than I am of someone praying to their God to smite the wicked, which is to say, not at all. We are all born atheists. If you're not brought up in a world where theology is present, it would not be part of your everyday. Similarly, where you grow up has a huge impact on what you are exposed to. If I had been born in the Middle East or Asia, I may have been raised a Muslim, or a Buddhist, or a Hindu. Your circumstances and environment greatly influence what you believe. Think of the Greek gods. Their history and mythology are beautiful and storied. I love reading about them and understand why they were created to help explain the world around us. But over time, discoveries were made and beliefs evolved. Many of those gods faded and were traded for one singular, all-knowing, all-powerful being. We are all atheists. I just believe in one less god than most. 
Thank you so much for listening. Send me your questions and stories at mysoberlifepodcast at gmail.com. Stay safe, wash your hands, and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers.